Welcome to the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things EdTech easy to digest. I am Marshall Beyer, and in this episode, we are again joined by my friend and colleague, Sitara Ali. We are going to be discussing Nearpod and Pear Deck and how you can use them during this distance learning period, but also how you can use them when we get back to our brick and mortar classrooms. So without further ado, let's get started. Thank you guys for joining us today. Today we are going to be talking about two applications. We're going to be talking about Nearpod and Pear Deck and how you can use them in our current situation, but then also how you can use them moving forward in our normal brick and mortar classrooms and ways that we can use these two as checking for understanding tools and ways that we can kind of center them around engaging our students and um, getting some interaction with them. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about Nearpod and it is a tool that kind of helps create a more interactive lesson for you as a teacher. So with Nearpod, they have some already pre-made lessons that teachers have created that you can use, or you have the option of adding Google Slides as an add-on. And we're going to go over, kind of show you how to do that as well. And some of the features, we're going to talk about some of the features of Nearpod, ways that you can make your presentations and your lessons a little more interactive with your students. So the first thing you need to do with Nearpod is you have to create an account. So you want to go to nearpod.com and you're going to see a little green box that says teachers sign up for free. So both Nearpod and Pear Deck are free. That's what we're going to talk about. We're just going to stick with the free features. So once you sign up for their free account, you want to definitely just use Google to sign in. So your TurlockUSC.org email. And right after you finish creating your account, a collaboration activity example is going to pop up and it might confuse you. There's a little X in the upper right hand corner. Feel free to click it or you can just go through and kind of see what this kind of collaboration activity is like. But don't get confused by it. It's just a little ad. That way it's not really an ad. It's just showing you through Nearpod the collaboration that you just signed up for to be able to use. But I just wanted to definitely put that in here that once you sign up for your account, you're going to see a board like this show up that's going to say collaboration activity. You can definitely just hit the X in the upper right hand corner and it won't mess anything up. So once you go through setting up your account and stuff, this is what your new account is going to look like. So you're going to see your, it's going to have like your library and then you're going to have your reports and teacher resources and stuff on the side. And then you're going to have your my lessons section so that you can go through and you can search for lessons that you've already created. And then you can go through and you can, we're going to actually, let me just walk you through some of the things of your, your new account. So here at the plus uh, at the top there, you can create a lesson in Nearpod. You can go through and you can create a lesson in Google Slides or you can create a new folder. And then when you explore at the bottom there, you have some other options where you can create a lesson in Nearpod or you can create a lesson in Google Slides. And then next to that, you have Nearpod Quick Launch. So this is where you can launch activities without a lesson slides 
um, and slides are not required. So you can quickly just create an activity like an open-ended question or a drawing and immediately share it with your students. So this would be something like if you didn't have a pre-made lesson already kind of put together, you could just go through and do a quick checking for understanding thing. You can just do like a quick launch from there. And then here are some kind of categories that you can kind of look through. So you can do a collaboration, you can create a new collaboration um, discussion lesson. You can do like a gamified review quiz, and then you can also do writing prompts. So these are just kind of like some templates, some different categories that they have there for you. And then you can also search the Nearpod library. So the Nearpods have, they have a library of lessons that teachers have already created or Nearpod has created that you can just go through find the lesson that you want to use, add it to your library and start using it with your students. And then here's where you would get your reports. So after you do a lesson, you can add quizzes and stuff like that, because that's why we're talking about these, because you can use them as checking for understanding tools. So you can run reports from the quizzes that you've embedded into these lessons, and you can get those reports of how your students did in the reports section. And then when you get into Nearpod and when you start creating your actual lesson, you're going to come up with so many different options. So with Nearpod, you can add different content and the content doesn't have to just be from Google Slides. So yes, an option is a slide, but you can go into and you can add like Nearpod 3D so you can get some virtual learning in there. You can add a FET simulation within the presentation that you're doing. You could go on a virtual VR field trip. You can put BBC video in there and there's even more options. You can even put Flipgrid in there and it's so amazing just the different types of content and the different types of questioning and interaction that you can input into a Nearpod lesson. So something else that you can do as well is you can add web content. So if you had a website that you wanted your students to go to, you can just click on the add web content button and then you would just type in or paste in the URL to the website that you want them to go and then they'll be presented with a slide that basically they just click on it and it takes them straight to that website. And then you also have the option of adding different activities. These activities, there are 10 of them, 10 different ones that you can flip through. Time to climb, that is almost like a questionnaire where students are answering different questions and if they get the question right, they essentially climb up higher in the hill. And all the students are working at it on the same time and you can see the little names above the icons that the students have picked. And so it's a really great interactive quiz game almost that you can put in the middle of a lesson, at the end of the lesson, in the beginning of one. And it's really like I enjoyed it when I played it. Then you can add an open-ended question so the students are typing out an answer. You can add a question where they're matching pairs. So it's just working on their memory skills. You can add a quiz. You can add a Flipgrid. You can add a slide where students are drawing out their answer. So especially for ninth through 12th graders in high school, the Chromebooks that we have, they're touch screens, so they can just draw their answer right on the screen. For everyone else, they can use their trackpad. And the students, once they start working on their fine motor skills, they get really, really great at being able to use the trackpad and draw. And they just click and drag, and they'll get better at it. The Collaborate board, that's where the students can post pictures and videos and it's essentially like using post-its in your classroom. So you pose, you pose a question to students and digitally they're posting their answers with text or pictures. So it's almost the same thing as if you were giving your students post-its in class and they post, they taped up these post-its on big poster papers. A poll, poll is exactly what we would see on Facebook. So you're just asking a question just to gauge where the understanding is for your students. A poll would be great to do in the beginning just so you know if there's any misconceptions that you need to address later on. Fill in the blank, 
it's exactly what it sounds like. So you can put a sentence there and your students are filling in the blank. A memory test is also another kind of matching game where their students are just flipping over cards. So it's a great way to gamify your lessons and just make it really, really engaging for your students. So here are some screenshots of some examples of some of the um, different activities and things that you can add into your Nearpod lessons. So the one in the top left is would be an example of a drawing. So here's a picture and the students can draw on it. You could also do stuff like if you wanted them to kind of point out some things in text, you could, you could take like a screenshot of maybe like a paragraph or something, and then maybe you wanted them to underline the main idea, circle some verbs or adjectives or whatever, and then they can go through and they can highlight and they can circle and they can do those types of things. The one in the bottom left would be a memory test. So it's kind of like the old school memory game. And then going over the one that has a virus, and it looks like it's kind of like a cork board. So this would be an example of the collaboration board. So you as the teacher can like pose your question. So the, the question is, what do you know about a virus? And then they see the little box at the bottom where it says share thoughts and or images here. So they type in their answer. And then as they start going through, their little post-its start popping up there. And then the nice thing with this one, because this is something that everybody sees, you can set it up where either once they hit post, it automatically goes there, or you can set it up where you kind of moderate it and you can kind of view it beforehand, make sure that, you know, everything's appropriate. And then, then you can kind of let it go and you can have it where it gets posted up there. And then the one on the top is another kind of matching one. So this is select the image that best describes uh, the waxing crescent. And then so they would go through and they would click the picture that would fit their answer. Another thing that Nearpod has is the Nearpod library. Marshall had pointed out when he was going over the overview of the lesson. So with the Nearpod library, there's going to be a search bar at the top. You can search through it or you can use the filters on the left hand side. And one of the favorite things that I like is that they actually have a filter for free and a paid version. Because with Nearpod, there is a free version and a paid version. So it's nice if you have the free version, you can automatically just filter through all the free stuff first. That way you have what you need accessible and you're not going through and clicking things and then later finding out, oh, I needed to upgrade to have this. So that's one of the things I like. Then you can also filter by subject and grade level and you can find lessons and just ideas that have already been completed by other teachers that you could then utilize within your classroom. And then one more thing that I wanted to point out at the top, you can select standards. So like if you wanted to search by California state standards or whatever, you could do that as well. And then you can find lessons for free that are ELA that match a particular standard that you wanted to address as well. And so now we're going to go over some of the settings in Nearpod. So when you are in your library or in your account, you're going to see the little like person that looks like a silhouette. You're going to click on that and then you're going to click on settings and that's going to be right next to your name. And then from here, you can add a picture, you can change your email notifications, and you can look at other settings that you have access to to change in there. So this is where you would see like on the on the right there, there's Satara's kind of profile. So she added her picture and then she can enable different settings and whatnot within her account. And so one of the amazing things with Nearpod is that it integrates seamlessly with Google Slides. It's a simple add-on that you can get from just opening up your Google Slide and you don't have to recreate anything. You could take a slide that you already have made and integrate Nearpod within it, or you can go to nearpod.com and just make activities. 
So Nearpod gives you the ability to have two different wonderful options. And it's nice too, because you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just use presentations that you've already created and just integrate them seamlessly right within Nearpod. And so how to get the add-on. So when you're in Google Slides, there's gonna be a option at the top that says add-ons. It's gonna be in the, your top bar where you're gonna see like file, edit, those types of things, and you're gonna see add-ons. And then from there, you're gonna click on add-ons and then you're gonna click get add-ons. And then you're going to want to find the one that says uh, Nearpod for Google Slides. And then you're going to add that one. And then as you can see, there's the Pear Deck one too that we're gonna talk about later. And so when you're actually in a Google Slide, what you'll do to open it up is you'll go to add-ons and after you've already essentially attached that add-on to your account, to enable it or to get it active, you'll wanna to go to add-ons and then you'll see it right there, Nearpod. When you click it, it'll actually open up a whole window to the right of your screen. And that's how you'll be able to just add in any kind of slides you want. So you can add in a collaborate slide, a draw it slide, a virtual field trip, a fill in the blank, anything you want. So in this one, I took a slide, that, a slide deck that I already had made. Most of my slide decks are normally just pictures. So it's just pictures and it's just a discussion base. But this was all about homologous structures and embryological development. So what I was able to do is I was able to just open up Nearpod and put questions in there. So they were looking at bone structures. And then instead of me calling on five students to see what they thought, in the same amount of time that I would call on five students, I could actually get all of my students in the class to type in an answer and I would be able to look at it. So instead of pulling a handful of students to see, okay, well, are we on the right track or not? In the same amount of time, I now have pulled my entire class because every single class period's different. Their thought process is different. And throughout the day, I'm going to have to teach a, the same subject a little bit differently for every single student, for every single class period. So this is something that definitely helps. It's really easy to integrate within. Yeah, this is, this is a great uh, feature that they've added recently because before you could take your Google Slides and you could import them into Nearpod, but there was, it was a whole process of having to download it and then having to upload it into Nearpod and it was a whole thing where now they just have the add-on and you just take a Google Slides presentation that you've already made and you just plug in those interactive pieces that you want. And then when you're done, you would just say, save and go to Nearpod and then it's going to take everything and it's going to put it into Nearpod's formatting for you and then you can run it through Nearpod which is what we're going to talk about next. So then you've you've gone through that, you've you've done your add-on, you've created your lesson, you've set it up however you want to go. You're going to click on the save and go to Nearpod and then you're going to decide do you want this to be a live lesson where everyone's doing it at the same time? Or is this going to be a student pace lesson where you kind of assign it and students go on at their own time, at their own pace, and they can complete the lesson on their own? Normally, when we were in our brick and mortar classrooms, we would do this live where everyone's sitting there and everyone's going through it at the same time. But then you also have the option of doing student pace where they're kind of going at their own pace. You could do that when everybody is in the room as well. Um, you can do the live lesson now. So maybe if you wanted to do, you know, you're doing a Zoom lesson with your, a Zoom conference with your students and you could have this going and then everybody is on that Nearpod lesson at the same time. So what they're going to do is you're going to decide if it's a, is it going to be a live lesson or is it going to be student paced and then you're going to it's going to present a code so that each lesson comes up with their own unique code and they would then just either go to join.nearpod.com 
or the app and they would type in the code. You can also post this straight into Google Classroom so then they don't have to open up a Google window and do all the typing and searching. You can just do all that for them. And then when you do that, you would post it to Google Classroom. They would then click on it. They would see this sign that says join a session and then they're gonna type in that code, click join, and then they are in their Nearpod lesson. The nice thing about Nearpod is that they do not have to create an account. They just need the code from your lesson. They're gonna type in the code, click join. It's gonna ask them to type in their name. They type in their name and then they're, they're in your lesson. And then the nice thing with Nearpod and Pear Deck, which we're both gonna talk about, is you control, if it's, if it's a live lesson, you control like the pace of the lesson. So whatever is on your screen is going to be on their screen. And then when you click to the next screen, it's going to move on their screen as well. So everyone, you know, everyone's in the same spot. You know, everyone is where they're supposed to be. And it's nice because you kind of have that control over the lesson. And instead of the lesson just being on your big projector screen, now that that is being projected on their screen, so it's right there in front of them, it's a little easier for them to see. If you have people like me who have, you know, are <laughs> visually, um, you know, have glasses and whatnot, then it, it makes it nice because I know when I would sit in the back of the room, it was always hard to see the front. So this, having something like this would have been nice. And so now we're going to sort of switch gears and we're going to talk about Pear Deck. So Pear Deck and Nearpod are both very interactive for the classroom. But now we're going to look at Pear Deck, which is also a free integrated Google Slides engagement tool. All right. So creating your account, you're going to go to PearDeck.com and you're going to click on teacher. First, click on sign up. Sorry. And then you're going to use your Google account to sign in. So you're going to click login with Google, enter your TurlockUSD.org account, and then you will create your Pear Deck account that way. So Pear Deck has a lot of options that are very similar to Nearpod. One of the things that's going to be different though is when you log into your account, it's going to look very different than the picture that we showed in Nearpod. It's very simplistic. So some of the questions that you'll see is you can do formative assessments. So you can go through and you can add true false. You can add like draggable things where they are going to drag certain elements around. Um, you can create your own custom questions. So you can use text, you can use number responses, you can do multiple choice, you can do a web slide to kind of engage students as well. And then there is, just like with Nearpod, there is a kind of premium feature. So like drawing and dragging and stuff like that are um, part of their premium features. They have different templates that you can add to your slides and stuff, and it makes it nice to kind of add interactive features into your already pre-made Google Slides lessons. And then uh, some other options that you can do for Pear Deck is you can also add audio to any slide. So you can add a nice voiceover and it makes it really simple to add it instead of going to a different website to record your audio and then upload it into the Google slide. It's very seamless. It's all within it. And then presenting with Pear Deck is very similar to presenting with Nearpod. And we're actually going to go into it in a little bit. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Pear Deck and Google slides and how they are kind of seamlessly, how you can seamlessly integrate Pear Deck within Google Slides. So the first thing you need to do is you need to get the add-on. You'll notice that these directions are very, very similar to Nearpod. You'll want to just open up a Google Slides, click add-on at the very top, and then you'll want to click get add-ons. And in the window that pops up, you will see Pear Deck. It'll be right next to Nearpod. If you don't see it right away, then you can use the search bar and you can search for Pear Deck, but it should be within the top three that are listed. And then to start using the Pear Deck add-on, all you're going to do is you're going to go to add-ons 
and then you're going to click Pear Deck and then you're going to say open Pear Deck Designer. And then what you're going to do is you're going to see that sidebar pop up just like it did with Nearpod where you can start adding your Pear Deck elements to your Google Slides presentation. So this is an example of the exact same presentation that I did with Nearpod, but I just copied it and I opened it with Pear Deck. And so you'll see on the right hand side, all the different templates that are available. So the ones with a star on it are for the premium account, and I only have the free account. But even with the free account, I can add text questions, multiple choice, my students can write a number, I can add in different websites. They also have templates that I could use where students are dragging how they feel, or they're dragging a true and false. It makes it really great and interactive instead of just a standalone lesson. So then I, as a teacher, I constantly need to check for understanding to see if my students are understanding what I'm trying to give them, that little piece of information. And once I know that they understand, then I can go through the actual learning process and make sure that they get it. But I have to make sure we're all on the same page. So Pear Deck gives me those same kind of options, just like Nearpod. And so how do students join your Pear Deck lesson? So what they're going to do is they are going to once, or excuse me, once you're done kind of building your lesson and you have all of your Pear Deck components and stuff in there, you're going to click on start lesson and then you're going to choose your lesson mode, just like with Nearpod, or is this, is this going to be a student paced or is this going to be instructor paced? So once you decide how you want that to be, then you are going to see your code. And the nice thing about Pear Deck is they have the code and then they have like a little phrase underneath because I know sometimes when I would present, when I would project this in class, some students would be like, is that an O or is that a zero? Is that an N or, you know, so they sometimes they had questions. And so they have a little phrase at the bottom to help you know what the letters are and stuff. And so once you do that, students would join, they would go to joinpd.com and they would enter the code that is associated with your lesson. So Nearpod and Pear Deck, just an overview. Other teachers were saying is Nearpod is an interactive online tool that helps students interact with the lesson. It's simply defined as Google Slides on steroids with many online programs embedded into one application. So like you saw, the different types of applications you can add is you can add FET simulators, Pear Deck, you can add the Climb, which is their game that they have. You can add matching and a memory test. So there's a lot within Nearpod that you can add to it to create that interactiveness. Pear Deck, it's a formative assessment tool that allows students to interact with the lesson. You're, it works hand in hand with Google Slides, just like Nearpod, and it allows the teacher to control the pace of the lesson while assigning different activities throughout the process. With Nearpod, the teacher can also control the pace of the lesson. And with Pear Deck, there's not a lot outside of Google Slides that you can do with Pear Deck. It, everything that you can do within your account in Pear Deck, you can do within Google Slides itself. So they are a little different with what you can do with the free account. I feel like Nearpod has a little bit more activities and games, and Pear Deck is more integrative into Google Slides with just the fill in the blanks. Nearpod has all of that too but Pear Deck doesn't have those games. Okay, so then we just wanted to give a little breakdown comparing the two of them. So does it integrate with Google Slides? Both of them, yes. Do they both have a free and premium accounts? Yes to both. Can you share slides with the audience? Yes to both. Interactive questions to get feedback? Yes. Ask questions on the fly? Yes to both. You're gonna see they are very, 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 very similar. The only difference is at the very bottom has lessons that are already prepared 
pre-made lessons, Nearpod has that, Pear Deck doesn't. So that is really, if you're looking at it, that's really the big difference. So as you can see, they are very, very, very similar. And it's just kind of what I would suggest is maybe use both, see which one kind of fits your needs better. I know some people are like, they live and die by Nearpod and some people they live and die by Pear Deck. And um, I've used both, I like both. Um, but I would just suggest you'll see, I'm sure some of you are sitting there thinking, okay, these two are very similar. Which one should I use? It's just, it's really, I would honestly say, try them both and see which one kind of fits your needs um, better and which one kind of suits you better and which one fits into your classroom uh, and your environment a little better. All right. So that was just a quick run through of Nearpod and Pear Deck and just discussing some of their features and ways that we can use them to kind of interact with our students, both during this distance learning time and once we get back to our normal brick and mortar classrooms. Links to these resources and some other helpful resources will be in the show notes below. Please check them out. Also links to our social handles will be down in the show notes. So go ahead and find us on Twitter. And we loved connecting with new people and expanding our PLN. For the Taking a Bite out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things EdTech easy to digest, this is Marshall Byer signing off. I'll catch you next time.